0: Who dat ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Who Dat Dish podcast. We are on the week 8 of the 2019 season and the Saints are returning home for an interconference battle with the 3-3 and 1 Arizona Cardinals. New Orleans is currently 6-1 and riding a 5 game win streak. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode, where we will break down everything there is to know about Sunday's matchup. Plus, we will discuss the quarterback question everyone is asking. As always, I'm your host, Dayton Brown. Again, thank you for tuning in. Uh, I'm joined by the always fantastic OG co host who's been with me throughout the entire ride here at the WDD podcast. Tyler Raymond on the other side of the mic Uh, You can follow us on Twitter Myself at Dayton underscore Brown underscore uh, And Tyler on Twitter At Raymond Tyler M Or if you want to stay up with every single episode Every single poll, every single update With the podcast, you can follow the main Account at the WDD Podcast Tyler, man, uh, Saints are riding uh, a five-game win streak on to home, first time in the Dome for rookie Kyler Murray, um, and uh, really excited. It, uh, also coming up on Halloween, a lot of festivities going on there. I know that you just finished your, your Kool-Aid Man costume I saw yeah. earlier. That's pretty awesome. Uh, h- how you doing, man?
1: Uh, well, as Kool-Aid Man says, oh, yeah, I'm doing good. Um, that five-game win streak, make it six, because the Saints are probably going to blow out Arizona. In New Orleans, yeah, and it's going to be a really good game. Like, does Teddy play? Does Drew play? Who knows? Man, once it gets confirmed, though, we'll make sure to uh, confirm it for you guys on our podcast page on Twitter. But for this episode, we'll be speculating as if both uh, either or plays. So, I mean, that's the question everybody wants to know, but I'm good, man. Halloween's way around the corner, festivities, like you said, Saints football, you know, all these sports going on it's great to be a sports fan it's great to live life you know yeah so best time
0: of the year of course NBA season just tipped off you got the MLB World Series going on right now and the playoffs have been going on the whole month of October Uh, and then of course the NFL season is right in the middle the thick of uh, all the great action of the regular season currently so yeah it is the best time of the year to be a sports fan by far um but yeah, without further ado, let's let's jump into previewing this game. Of course, it's the three three and one Arizona Cardinals coming into New Orleans to take on our six and one Saints. Um, for the Cardinals on the year, um, they opened up with a tie against the Lions, a twenty seven twenty seven tie. Very exciting game that ended up, of course, uh, both teams kicked the field going overtime and nothing more. So game's ended in a tie. Uh, Week after and week two, they lose twenty three to seventeen to the Ravens. gave gave them a pretty good fight, and then they get uh, pretty much blown out by the Panthers right after that, thirty eight to twenty in Arizona. And then they uh, lose again at home, 27-10 to against uh, the Seahawks. So uh, at that point, they are 0-3-1. But since then, they have rattled off a three-game win streak. It started with a road win in Cincinnati against the Bengals, 26-23. to uh, A hard-fought game again, which they ended up winning. Um, and then they almost blew it. Against the Atlanta Falcons in Arizona, but thanks to a missed extra point, they come away with a 34 to 33 victory. And then, of course, this past Sunday, they got a, a pretty impressive and intense 27 to 21 win against the New York Football Giants. So with that, they're yeah. now three three and one. However, and I know Tyler, you want to hit on this too. Uh, yeah, their three game win streak is against three pretty poor teams. I mean, you have the going up against the winless Bengals. Um, and then you have the 1-6 and six Falcons, then you have the 2-5 and five Giants. Um, and then before that, you know, they're losing to actual good teams, um, and now they're facing the best team that they have so far this year. Arguably, um, Ravens are up there too, but, I mean, I, I, I would obviously take the Saints over the Ravens. But um, not too impressive, and, and the Saints are coming off a win. I mean, are the, the five-game win streak, uh, you got Chicago last week. Um, the week before, or uh, two weeks before that, you have a nice victory over the Bucks. a defensive battle right after that against Jacksonville, um, you know, just actual quality wins against some quality teams. Before that, they defeated Seattle um, in Seattle, and then uh, had a really, really nice defensive battle home win against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, teams that I don't think, obviously, the Cardinals weren't able to beat the Seahawks. They'll play them again later this year. They probably wouldn't be able to beat the uh, Dallas Cowboys at this point either. So I think the Saints definitely have mm-hmm. an upper hand on paper. What do you feel about all that, Tyler? How do you feel about the Cardinals kind of putting putting an asterisk next to their three-game win streak because yeah. of you know the quality of teams they've played?
1: Uh, it's funny. We were mentioning this uh, before we record the podcast. We, I was looking for a tweet. Thank God Almighty I found the tweet. Oops. So the Cardinals are good. Uh, against bad teams. They're bad against good teams. Uh, their combined record of their opponents in the three-game losing streak, 14-6. So that's a, mm. a uh, seven hundred winning percentage. So well over 500. And the combined record of the last three wins, uh, uh, last three opponents' records during their three-game win streak, 6-18. and 18. So uh, they're an interesting team. They've got some really good players that I like. Chandler Jones, shout mm-hmm. out Syracuse, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, one of my favorite wide receivers, Patrick Peterson, one of the best cornerbacks of all time right now, or one of the best corners in the game right now. Former LSU standout. Yeah, and they've got a really young a young quarterback, and he's doing some things. So it, it's going to be a good game, though, but I think Saints easily get to not over the Cardinals. They're at home. People are saying, Drew's coming back. People are saying, man, this crowd needs to be loud. The Cardinals don't stand a chance, you know, and that's what I think, so—
0: Right, yeah. I don't know if um, the whole Drew Brees situation um, is, is, is... I mean, obviously we're going to get into that soon, but...
1: I'm scrolling it, through Twitter right now trying to find yeah, it's stuff. So, on. People it's think so intriguing. People think he looked good, so...
0: Yeah, it's, it's so intriguing, and yeah, you're right. The Cardinals are interesting, very interesting. Um they might
1: scheme for both, so yeah, both teams. Yeah,
0: right, right. Um, but yeah, that's... Uh, this game, I think... I don't think you can consider this a trap game, so to speak, um, because the Saints understand that the Cardinals are, you know, coming off of a three-game win streak. They're red hot right now. Um, They they might get too comfortable being at home, but, again, I don't think the Saints are going to have too much of a problem with, and and that'll be a a little bit more apparent once I go over the um, statistics uh, and and rankings for each team, especially on defense. Um, I, I don't think there's going to be too much to worry about now for the overall head-to-head uh, matchups all time between these uh, teams. They've they've played each other 30 mm-hmm. times, and it dates all the way oh. back, of course, to when uh, the Cardinals were the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, and then they were the Phoenix Cardinals, and now been Arizona Cardinals since the 90s. Um, but uh, it is the all-time series is tied 15 to 15. The most recent game was. Nearly three years ago, uh, December of 2016, uh, and the Saints walked away with a 48 to 41 victory uh, over the Cardinals. Uh, Drew Brees was 37 to 48 for 389 yards, uh, four touchdowns, no interceptions. And Car- Carson Palmer uh, was 28 to 40, 318 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, and that, of course, was the final season that the Saints went 7-9 and nine before, um, you know, exploding onto the scene in, in 2017, 18, and now uh, up in 19. Uh, so that was the last time the teams played, and the Saints took a W. Uh, but before that, the teams actually opened play against each other in the 2015 season, uh, and the Saints suffered a road loss at the hands of Carson Palmer again, um it was a 31 and 19 win for the Cardinals and of course that was another 7 and 9 season for the Saints Breeze was 30 of 48 355 yards one touchdown one interception Palmer was 19 of 32 370 yards for three touchdowns no interceptions Palmer. um it's been a while yeah it has been a while but Carson Palmer balled until he uh till he could for the Cardinals um and then uh, the teams only played each other two other times since 2010 um they played each other week three of 2013. The Saints won 31-7, to another Breeze and Palmer battle, uh, which Breeze walked away. Uh, Kyrie Robinson was the Saints' leading rusher that game, but he only had 38 yards. Um, and then 2010, the Cardinals won uh, in Arizona 30-20. to uh, This was Drew Breeze against Max Hall. Is this who this is? I uh, yeah, Max Hall yeah, the former BYU wow. quarterback. Uh, they battled and and <laughs> I guess the Cardinals ended up winning that winning that one. Wow, I was a freshman in high school when that game happened. I I, I, wow. I don't remember that at all. But um, yeah, that is that is that is pretty wild. And then of course they That's played how long each other. It was. Wow. Yeah, I know. They, yeah, it's pretty. Pretty crazy. And then, of course, the last time they played each other in the playoffs was uh, the year before in the 20, uh, 2009 NFC Divisional Playoff game, which the Saints won 45-14. to That was the Reggie Bush uh, punt return touchdown game. He also had a rushing touchdown. Uh, Marcus Colston led the team in receptions or in receiving yards, 83 yards and one touchdown. So, um, been a minute since these teams have played. A lot has changed, obviously. Uh, Kyler Murray is the quarterback. Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury is the head coach. Um... And they've rotated that position a couple of times since the teams have last met. Uh, the Cardinals could get Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Brees, uh, but they're going to be familiar with Sean Payton. But a much better defense than they've, they've ever seen, really. Um, and yeah, that is the head-to-head history um, of these teams. Um, let's. let, let, let before I move on, I we, we just need to get into it. We need to talk about Brees or Bridgewater in the in the game, uh, Tyler. I am against Breeze playing in this game. I don't want to see him on the field. I don't want to see him throwing a football in live action. I don't want to see him going up against even this Arizona Cardinals team. How do you feel about him starting? I mean, not only is it a a pretty quick recovery comeback, but also we have a bye week after this game. Uh, So it'll be extra time for Breeze to rest and make sure that he is fully ready to come back against Atlanta, whereas he really, really doesn't need to push it against this, this Cardinals team. What do you think about all this transpiring? Because it's happened so quickly. Now we're getting word that sounds like Breeze is really going to start uh, on Sunday. He is going to be the deciding person on this. He's going to tell Sean Payton whether or not he's ready. And yeah. Payton trusts him. Wh- how do you feel about all this?
1: Dude, there's so much to, like, process and comprehend. Like, I don't know what to think. I'll just tell you what's on my mind about this whole debacle. Like, this whole, this, this whole thing, right? So... I, I know this about Drew Brees, he's a veteran. He he's obviously the better quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater when healthy. He's a competitor. He wants another Super Bowl reign, at least another one. It, it, like if he's hundred percent, and from the press conferences, from the interviews, he, like from what I've listened to and alluded from, he's not going to play if he's not hundred percent. You know, and uh, like and one of the person, uh, one of the uh, reporters asked like. Do you know if he'll be 100%? He doesn't know. Like He'll have to see what practice. He'll let Sean Payton know if he's ready, and Sean Payton will trust him. Now, I find it funny, too. I have to mention this because I find this absolutely hilarious that people almost want to make a case for the Cardinals saying how, oh, the Saints shouldn't start Drew Brees because um, last week when they played the Falcons, I believe they, they it was a lot of, lot of sacks. Eight sacks. Eight, eight yeah. sacks, yeah. Yeah, So, but the thing is, that's the Falcons' offensive line. Obviously, they're hot garbage this year. The Saints have one of the best.
0: Giants, but still, yeah, they they destroyed the Giants. Giants. And Giants still have, yeah, terrible offensive line, yeah.
1: Yeah, the Saints have one of the best offensive lines in football right now. Like, if they, I'm telling you, look up the clip, folks. If you're listening to me at home, on your phone, wherever you're listening to me, look up the clip. Uh, I I think Brian Baldinger, even Baldy, you guys know him. I've known him before. He's awesome. He even mentioned it in his baldly breakdowns. Uh, Teddy at times had all day to throw last week, and the Saints' protection was amazing, outstanding. No matter what the Bears could do, even with Khalil Mack, they couldn't get to Teddy. So if they can't get to Teddy, even though even though Teddy's more, uh, you know, like versatile quarterback in the sense that he can move out of the pocket more than Drew, I think Drew should be fine. If I want him playing, I don't know. If he's 100%, he should not be in that game. That's all I know. But it would certainly be interesting and exciting to see Drew Brees back a couple of weeks before we, we expected him to be. But at the same time, though, it's like, it's not our call to make, you know? Like, uh, all the fans right now are sure, like, hey, let him rest. You know, give him an extra week. But it's like, man, like, he's already going to be fresh considering he had weeks to, like, rehab, train, get back into the swing of things. Right. He, he even said in the one of the interviews, he raided his kids' uh, Nerf uh, football stash mm-hmm. in their room and practiced with that and the different sizes. And yeah, he really wants plates. to come
0: back. Yeah, he's and he's been, he's been
1: throwing a, a regular-sized quarterback, uh, quarterback football now for two weeks. So if he's healthy, 100% healthy, put my quarterback in and let it be a breeze when the Saints defeat the Cardinals. But if he's not ready, Potadian will still win. So, what like do you it. think? I
0: mean, yeah, I, that your your last point is exactly right. If, if Breeze is pushing, he wants to play, man. Yeah, he's it, going to get back. Yeah, if if he's this passionate and wants to play this bad, and 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 he feels like he's ready, let him yeah. play. I mean, he's a smart guy. He yeah, exactly. Yeah, he knows his body more than anybody else. If Sean Payton trusts him like that, we have to too. But it's just you know, of course we. We we want him to be um, as healthy as possible coming back, and we also want to limit the possib- possibility of a re-injury or any yeah. sort of other injury happening uh, to Breeze. Worse. But, I mean, the good news is, no matter what, whether Breeze or Bridgewater plays, we still have a fantastic quarterback under center, whether it be a Hall of Fame guy or a, you know, future starter, full-time starter in this league. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and, you know, if Breeze does somehow, uh, re- ha- you know, re-injury does end up happening, of course, knock on no, wood. Well, no, 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 I'm just saying, I'm <laughs> just saying, we, we luckily have Bridgewater, so, you know, the yeah. wor- the worry is not as bad as it, as it could be, so, you know, if Breeze wants to play, go ahead, it's not, um, I'm, not I'm, I'm, world, I'm worried about, yeah. I'm worried about a re-injury, but if something, anything like that does happen, we are so fortunate we have Bridgewater. Yeah, Um. So,
1: perfectly said.
0: Uh, let's talk about the Cardinals depth chart real quick. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll go into the uh, injury report for you guys at home. We are we are recording this on Friday. Uh, it'll be released uh, right after we're done recording. Um, but if anything ha- is updated from Saturday, uh, we'll let you guys know on our Twitter uh, account, at the WDD Podcast. Um, but yeah, for the uh, depth chart, um, part of this goes into my um, one of my X-Factors, but do not doubt this uh, wide receiver core of the Arizona Cardinals. They like to run a three wide receiver set. Uh, Of course, on the outside, they have Larry Fitzgerald, uh, the the veteran, the really, really talented all hands, all decade team guy. Um, And then they also run on the outside Christian Kirk. And then in the slot, they like to have, or sorry, in the slot, they like to have Christian Kirk outside. They're running Demir Bird now. Um, and those, both of those guys have gone off for big games in the past, super talented and, and athletic receivers. Uh, and behind uh, Christian Kirk, you have Keyshawn Johnson, uh, uh, the rookie out of Fresno State, who pretty much broke all the receiving records there at Fresno State. Uh, and he's a really talented rookie I liked coming out of the draft. Uh, and another rookie a lot of people like coming out of the draft that they got in the second round with their Josh Rosen pick, uh, was Andy Isabella uh, from yep. UMass. Uh, he's also really talented. He's had some explosive plays for them uh, this this season. So all around, really, really good talent surrounding starting quarterback Kyler Murray, the rookie and former Heisman Trophy winner out of Oklahoma, number one overall pick. Uh, and then the big question mark for this Cardinals offense is going to be, is David Johnson starting? He is a game game time decision on Sunday. He ended up starting uh, against the Giants last Sunday, but he only played really in—I think it was three three snaps. He had three snaps, and then it was Chase Edmonds for a majority of the game. Fantasy yeah. owners were pissed, rightfully so, uh, because he was listed as healthy, and he was—excuse <clears throat> me—he was supposedly healthier than the week before, and the week before he went off against uh, the Falcons. Uh, so people were not 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 too pleased, but it sounds like if Johnson isn't ready to go, they're going to roll with Chase Edmonds. And then behind him, they have DJ Foster, Alfred Morris, and Zach Zenner. And Morris and Zenner, they, of course, just signed. Um, Zenner played for the Saints just this last week against the Bears, and he's going to be playing against them this week. Uh, so hopefully he's not giving them too much intel information. Um, at tight end, they love Charles Clay, the veteran from former Buffalo Bill, and then Max Williams behind him, uh, the the young guy. And then uh, offensive line, uh, and, and their offensive line is 26th in the league in sacks given up wow. with, with 23 on the year. Jeez, um, that's all. But from left tackle to right tackle, starters for them, DJ Humphreys, Justin Pugh, uh, AQ Shipley, J.R. Sweezy, both guys, big veterans, and then Justin Murray um, with Mason Cole being uh, their uh, main backup utility guy. Um, and then Lamont Gillard is their um, other backup big guy. So, um, yeah, not not too great of an offensive line, but they do have, you know, A.Q. Shipley uh, is a vet, so is J.R. Sweezy, D.J. Humphreys as well. These guys have played, you know, a few uh, years in the league. Pugh has been on the team for a little bit now. Um, but they really have not had a lot of luck drafting there the offensive line. They haven't paid a lot of attention there. Um, so, and then before I actually move on to the defense, let me actually get into um, – the injury report for the um, uh, Cardinals that's updated today. So um, on offense for them, Larry Fitzgerald was a full participant after missing practice uh, due to a non-injury reason. DJ Foster did not participate in today's practice. Uh, That's their backup running back with a hamstring injury. That's probably part of the reason they signed both Alfred Morris and Zach Zenner, because if Johnson and Foster aren't ready to go, um, then you know they might be SOL. Uh, David Johnson did not participate. He's, he's going to be a game-time decision. Um, Christian Kirk was limited with an ankle injury, um, and then Max Williams was a full go after what, being limited the day before with an ankle injury as well. So going on to the defense, um, you have uh, – they love to run a 3-4 set, um, but they will rush – Four or five guys, ninety percent of the time, um, and and that's not an exact number. That's just really what I've what I've gathered from watching film from these guys. They they rarely ever rush three guys. They're always rushing four or five. Uh, of course, uh, you got Zach Allen, Corey Peters, and Rodney Gunter on the line for them, but they're always, usually always sending Chandler Jones. Uh, who was one of the best pass rushers in the league so far this year. Um, And then Hassan Reddick, who's a young guy who I really like coming out of Temple a couple of years ago. Um, He is their inside linebacker. They like to rush a lot of the times, too. And then they have Jordan Hicks, uh, eh, who who is their middle linebacker, former Philadelphia Eagle. Uh, He is also very talented in coverage for them. Uh, And then Terrell Suggs, the vet, former Baltimore Ravens, Super Bowl champion. He is there as their will linebacker. Of course, they love to rush him as well. Um, and, and they are fourth in sacks with, they have 22 on the, on the season. So very, very talented pass rushing crew there for the Cardinals. Their secondary, uh, is young, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's ever improving. They got Byron Murphy Jr. They got him with the first pick in the second round this past draft out of University of Washington. Uh, and then opposite him is, of course, one of the best corners in the game, Patrick Peterson, who Tyler mentioned earlier. Yep. Um, you got Deontay Thompson as their strong safety, backed up uh, by Chris Banjo, the former New Orleans Saint. We miss him, of course. And then they have Buda Baker, another former Washington Husky there at free safety. Um, and then behind him is Jalen Thompson. Uh, for the reserve... Um, linebackers you have brooks brooks reed backing up chandler jones um and then nobody really really other noticeable um or or michael dogby is the third string left defensive end for them he's a rookie uh who was high on a lot of draft boards other than that not really too many notable guys and that's may explain a lot about their defense but um zach allen did not participate uh in practice today with a neck injury um dj foster um or sorry i already, I already mentioned dj foster jordan hicks also did not participate um Corey peters terrell suggs were both full practices dennis gardick who is their backup middle linebacker he had a limited practice as did hassan reddick and uh third string linebacker ezekiel turner and then zach kerr backup defensive lineman had a full practice as did charles washington who was the backup or third-string strong safety. He had a, a he was dealing with a shoulder injury. So with all of that being said, um, the full injury report, and then uh, for the Saints, of course, we all, we all know the depth chart. Um, Jared Cook did not participate in today's practice, and neither did JT Gray, but Alvin Kamara was upgraded to limited. Eli Apple was upgraded to full. Drew Brees stayed at limited. Trey Hendrickson is full, and it sounds like he's going to be good to go after recovering from a week four neck injury. Um, but unfortunately, neither Traquan Smith, Patrick Robinson participated in practice today. Sounds like Traquan Smith is going to miss another week. Something's up with that ankle for sure. And Patrick Robinson, of course, uh, pulled that hamstring against um, uh, Chicago this last week. So um, nobody is really going to be listed. They don't really do, you know, like probable anymore in the NFL. So mm-hmm. and pretty much everybody in the injury report right now is questionable. For the Cardinals, it's Jordan Hicks, Hassan Reddick. DJ Foster, Christian Kirk, David Johnson, all questionable. That's a few starters right there. Hicks, Reddick, Kirk, and Johnson. Those are possible four starters that could be out. Now, it does sound like all four of those guys are going to play. David Johnson is going to be a game-time decision, but we will most likely know more tomorrow, Saturday, or right before the game on Sunday. And then DJ Foster, their backup running back, is also questionable, but he did not participate in practice. And then JT Gray, uh, this is for the Saints. JT Gray, Jared Cook, Traquan Smith, Drew Brees, and Alvin Kamara, all of it's questionable. Drew Brees is going to be a game-time decision. Uh, with the release of Zach Zenner, it sounds like the Saints are going to be good to go with Alvin Kamara. Traquan Smith is most likely going to miss a week. I don't know what's up with Cook. And JT Gray, again, uh, third-string um Safety, But if Patrick Robinson is going to be out too, missing him is going to mean that Saquon Hampton needs to step up. So um, that's going to be interesting. But uh, any thoughts on the injury report, Tyler?
1: Um, Not really. I mean, I, obviously the biggest one, obviously, for the Saints. We will beat this dead horse a thousand times, man. Drew Brees is going to play. But it stinks right now, I think, for the main thing that JT Gray and Patrick Robinson are going to be out because although they may not play Uh, uh, pivotal roles uh, on the defense Uh, they're known for their special teams contributions so hopefully we can have some other people step up there as far as the the Cardinals I mean I I still think they're gonna play us really hard I don't think really anything that's gonna affect them like uh, the only thing besides uh, David Johnson if he's out like uh, we're gonna see a lot of Chase Edmonds Mm -hmm. and that should be really interesting. And he but... had
0: three touchdowns against the Giants last week.
1: Yeah, but that's the Giants, though. So that's the
0: thing. And if you look at his touchdowns, I mean, they were all inside of the thirty-yard line, um, and they were all kind of outside runs where the Giants just kind of looked lazy and lethargic, you know, <laughs> trying to chase yeah. them down. So I, I don't really, um, I, 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 I'm, I'm not really buying into you know, I, I think the Saints' rush defense is going to surprise this Cardinals team that that is going to have a lot of confidence in rushing the ball after yeah. last week. So.
1: So I don't think it's going to matter really who plays running back, but it definitely I think for the headlines would make it interesting uh, to see David Johnson over Chase Edmonds to see how healthy he is. Rather than that though, what are your thoughts on it?
0: Yeah, no, yeah, pretty much. Uh, David Johnson is going to be a really important factor. Um, for them because I do think that he is a great workhorse for that team but a lot of starters uh, could possibly miss time for the uh, Cardinals and that could play into the Saints' favor. Other than that I'm not really too worried about much of the Saints' injuries. Sounds like Kamara's coming back. If Cook is out I'm confident in Josh Hill's ability to uh, run the tight end spot and I'm really, really glad Eli Apple is going to be most likely playing yeah. on, playing in the game. So. Shout out to all that. Uh, Let's get into the uh, statistics and NFL rankings for each team, starting on offense. For passing yards, the Saints are 13th in the NFL with 245 yards per game. The Cardinals are 19th at 230.6. For rushing, the Saints are 15th at 111, and the Cardinals are 11th at 127.4. So, of course, with the um, explosion of Trace Edmonds last week and the consistency with David Johnson. Uh, they are one of the better rushing teams in the league. Um, and that brings both teams to 19th and 18th, respectively, in total yards per game. Saints averaged 356 per game, and the Cardinals averaged 358 per game. Uh, so just slightly better, one spot above, two yards more per game. Uh, scoring, they're also very close. The uh, Saints average 23.4 points per game, and the Cardinals are 17th. They average 23 points per game. So. Barely, barely, barely different. Um, For turnovers as well, this is also very close. And this mirrors kind of what the Saints faced last week. The Cardinals are first in the league in turnovers. They only have four on the year. They have zero fumbles. All four are just interceptions by Kyler Murray. That is super impressive. Uh, But also the Saints last week played the Bears, who were number one in the league in turnovers on offense uh, with the least amount. And they only had four as well. The Saints were able to force two fumbles on that team. Um... And that was super impressive. I mean, the Saints' defense is stepping up uh, when they are needed, and I feel like that could happen yet again. The Saints are tied second in turnovers. They're also very efficient on offense. Four interceptions and only one fumble loss on the year. Um, Sacks given up, as I mentioned, the Cardinals are uh, 26th, giving up 23 total tackles on the year, and the Saints are tied for eighth place in the NFL, only sacrificing 12 sacks. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, Are you... So uh, after going over this, are you worried about the, the this uh, Cardinals rushing uh, attack because the Saints on defense are ninth in the league in rushing. Uh, only sacrificing 90.6 yards per game, whereas last year they were first, and they only sacrificed yeah. 80 per game. So it's a little – di- I mean, they, they, they only sacrificed 10 more yards per game so far this year, but they're eight spots back. It's, it's pretty crazy how well teams are stopping some of the rush or, or teams just aren't rushing anymore. But the Cardinals seem to be pretty consistent with that on offense, and part of it has to do with Murray being mobile. Um, do you think the Saints are going to be able to handle their own? Do you think that they can hold the Cardinals under 100 yards rushing?
1: Yeah, actually you set it up perfectly for me man. Um a shout out goes out to Ian Rice uh works uh I found on Twitter he works for Yeah. uh Last One in Sports. Yeah. So he I, I retweeted he had a thread of a very specific uh Saints stats that actually goes to what you said about how good they are at stopping the run. So if you mind me for a minute I'm just going to read these real quick. You go ahead. So Uh, he's actually working on an article too about how dominant the run defense has been, but I just, I love stats, and, like, like obviously your opinion only goes so far, but when you have solid, concrete stats to prove how, just how good my team is, and hopefully just how big our team's gonna kick you in the butt, like, I love it. So, yeah, so, first off, the Saints have yielded a 3.71 yards per carry average since week one of 2018, second lowest in the league, also allowed third- fewish yards during that span, and Saints have held opponents under 4.0 yards per carry in 16 games, most in the NFL. Uh, Saints opponents have averaged five or more yards per carry in just two games since week and I of 2017. Man, and usually wow. if you get more than four, more than five is pretty good, but only two games they've surrendered that. They're insane. So for context, too, the Saints allowed three such games in the first half of 2017 alone. So. Also, they've held opponents under 50 rushing yards six times since the start of 2018, including actually last week, where they allowed 17 only, time for the most. During that span, they've allowed 100 or more rushing yards in seven games, second fewest, man. And obviously, he goes on to say that, obviously, uh, and this goes on to what what I believe, too, that uh, it's kind of an excuse, kind of not really. The way the dominoes fell. The Saints were without were without some of their better players to start the year. So they got rushed on a little bit more during the start of the year. They didn't have on They didn't have Rankins, But now those guys are back. I think the rushing defense is only going to get better. And uh, also one more. The Saints haven't allowed. Uh, this is one I keep on mentioning, too. They haven't allowed an individual 100 plus yard rushing performance since week 11 of 2017. That's how good they are. Sure. Some teams choose a running back by a committee, but when the Saints choose to eliminate a single player effectively, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, gone. In this case, David Johnson or Chase Edmonds, gonna be gone. Like, the Saints are literally freaking insane when it comes to the run. And they said, uh, I can't tell you how many different times I've listened to interviews, right? Where they're like, oh, yeah, no, we're a run-first-base run, run first base mentality. We're going to stop you the run. Make you one-dimensional. The Saints are doing that, and literally, they're insane at doing it. And one more quick thing: the Saints uh, missed the sixth fewest tackles last year, the seventh fewest so far this year. So, if you're gonna have, if you're gonna try to beat the Saints to the run, good luck. And the funny part is really quick. Um, From what I've seen from hopeful Arizona fans, which I don't understand why you'd be hopeful this week, you're playing the Saints in the Dome and Drew Brees might be returning to kick your booty. Um, They're like, oh, Chase Edmonds ran all over this team last week. Or, oh, we've got a great running back at David Johnson. It's not going to happen. Believe me, the Saints are going to stop the run so good, they're going to force Kyler Murray to throw everything on his back. So, yeah. That's my little rant and stats information knowledge for you. But the Saints the, are good. The Saints Plus are best luck, so yeah.
0: The Saints are also the third best defense in fantasy points given up against running backs this year too. They only average twelve point one fantasy points given up against opposing running backs per game this season. So Dang. super super impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Um and uh reverse for the Cardinals they are twenty fifth. And rushing defense at they sacrifice almost 130 rushing yards per game. And with Camara coming back, that could definitely open up a window. And I mean, no wonder, spoiler alert, the over-under for the game is 48 and a half. So I mean, uh, this is gonna be a pretty high scoring game if everything goes according to plan. Passing yards per game, Saints rank 14th. Uh, they sacrifice 237.3 yards per game. Cardinals are also twenty-fifth there, that two sixty-three point three. So they're twenty-fifth in passing yards per game and 25th in rushing yards per game sacrifice. Total yards per game, the Cardinals are 29th at 392.4. The Saints are 7th at 327.9. Wow. Uh, so uh, very impressive there uh, for the team. Um, and for scoring, the Saints are 11th, which they're, they're so close to being top 10. Without the garbage time touchdowns, they definitely be top 5, but they sacrifice on average 21 points per game. Uh, and the yeah. Cardinals are all the way back at 28. They sacrificed 27.4 wow. points per game. Um, takeaways. Saints are tied 17th with 9, including 2 last week. And the Cardinals are tied 26 with 6. So even though the Cardinals lead the league in least amount of turnovers with 4, their turnover differential is only plus 2, which puts them kind of in the middle of the pack uh, of the NFL. So even though they're so efficient on offense, their defense has only been able to get 6 takeaways uh, on the year. in um, sacks. The Saints are tied sixth. They have 20, and then as I mentioned earlier, the Cardinals are fourth in the league. They have 22 sacks on the year. Um, so I feel like the Saints are definitely going to be tested again on the offensive line. But we have one in the trenches week after week. Um, so that, that's the name of the game again this week. It's you got to protect the quarterback. Um, you're also going up against one of the lesser uh, rushing defenses and defenses in the league. Um, So, you know, got to win that trench battle as well. And then you're going up against one of the better rushing offenses in the league as well. So um, that's going to be a testament to the front line, especially the defensive line there. But I have confidence in Sheldon Rankins. I have confidence in David Onyemada. I have confidence in Malcolm Brown. I have confidence in both Cam Jordan and Marcus Davenport setting the edge there. And then, of course, our linebackers in A.J. Klein, DeMario Davis, and especially in run support, Kiko Alonso. A lot of confidence in those guys, too, so um, I'm, I'm with you, Tyler. I think our rush defense is going to be just fine, but it is going to yeah. be a battle of the trenches again, despite, you know, an exciting quarterback between possibly Breeze and Murray. Um, it's going to be one—this game is going to be one in the trenches, but a lot can open up for both teams, um, and I think a lot will open up for the Saints. Um, anything you—I will—so, uh, I guess— X-Factors? Well, before we get into that, how about Murray and Cliff Kingsbury, both rookie guys, rookie quarterback, rookie head coach, going into the Dome for the first time? Uh, This is going to be a rockin' stadium. This is their second road game in a row as well. Um, How do you think they'll be able to handle the noise? Do you think uh, uh, – obviously, every team prepares kind of the same. They'll they'll blast a lot of loud music and a lot of uh, noise just pumping into their practices to kind of get them ready, but – do you think there's any way they'll be able to be ready for – because the only – remember, we we saw Robert Griffin the Third torch uh, the Saints team in his very first game in the NFL in 2012. However, that was a terrible Saints defense. We have one of the best defenses in the league. Do you think he stands yeah. a chance in the Dome with all that noise?
1: See, here's the thing. Though. When I was doing research on the Cardinals, it's actually – it goes into one of my X-Factors too. We can mention that later. But the Cardinals are really good. At pre snap adjustments. so of course when you think about it too sure maybe their offensive line isn't great but when you have when you have a, a young athletic quarterback that maybe with the help of other people will recognize a plays perhaps or recognize the defense they'll hurry quickly change change the play and if the Saints can stay on top of that by you know uh, you know keeping at that with a very loud crowd noise I I've seen it firsthand against the Redskins, man. Like literally, like they have the crowd noise meter in the Superdome, and it's all enclosed too. So the the noise itself just vibrates and echoes and makes it so much louder. But when when you get that decimal meter, at least over a hundred, over 110, 115, mm. you, like I was right next to my dad. You can't even hear your you can't even hear your own self. Like all you like, you can't hear anything. It's literally insane. And to be right on the middle of the field, in the heart of that, like, good luck. And, like, I'll give credit to them. They've got a veteran wide receiver, Larry Fitzgerald, one of the best. I'm sure he can probably help them diagnose things. Obviously, they're, every team in the NFL is a good team when it comes to diagnosing tape, watching film. Uh, but I think in real time, though, there's only so much you can do to counteract that to fight that loud noise. So, right. good luck. They're yeah. really good at pre-staff adjustments. But if, if If people just don't lose their voice early, and the Saints are on top of it, man, we feed off the vibes, the mojo. We're savages. We feed off of everything there. Like, I'm sorry, but there's nothing the Cardinals can do to counteract it. Mm. They have to somehow find a way to torch our defense consecutively and early to drone this uh, to drone this crowd out. But even then, that's not going to happen. So yeah, and the Cardinals have Arizona. Cardinals uh, were
0: like three or four completions from Daniel Jones away from losing that game. If, you know, if Jones didn't get sacked a couple of times, able to complete some passes down the field, the Giants could have walked away winners in those games. Of course, the Falcons could have won in overtime if they made that extra point as well the week before. And they also barely beat the Bengals. I think it was only a a two- or three-point victory against them too. So you take all that into consideration. Now you're throwing them into the Lions' den, essentially, into the dome. Rookie head coach, rookie quarterback with a team on a five-game win streak possibly drew breeze coming back for a game yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be rocking and i don't really i I think that's gonna be absolutely wild
1: really quick i'm so glad that we actually caught this while we're recording the episode versus having to tweet it later because we know sometimes the interaction on twitter is limited breaking news we've got the final injury report so i actually saw the notification on my phone as i was talking but um so and camara are officially listed as questionable Uh, For the game, Trey Smith, Jerry Cook uh, listed out.
0: Uh, Mm. uh,
1: Patrick Robinson listed out. Yep. Uh, And then, really quick, uh, uh, Eli Apple, full participant. Trey Hendrickson, full participant. Knew that. They'll both be good to go. Thank God. For the Cardinals, let's see. You have defensive end, Zach Zach Allen, out. Very for Cheryl, for a full participant, he obviously will be playing uh, running back D.J. Foster, he will be out. Mm. Jordan Hicks, questionable. David Johnson, questionable. That should be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, Corey Peters, the no tackle, full, full participant. Uh, Terrell Suggs, linebacker, did not participate, but it doesn't specify here. Uh, maybe it was not injury related because it doesn't say on it if he's questionable nor out. So look, look to that and see what happens Sunday. We'll keep you updated. Uh, you have linebacker Dennis uh Gardeck uh, i excuse me for my pronunci- uh, pr- uh, pronunciation he was questionable uh wide right receiver Christian Kirk with ankle injury he he had limited participation he was questionable okay I've,
0: okay most of this i've yeah. already said most of this i've already oh, okay. said so Sorry. the the, Just the, going the most it. the only important update sounds like obviously is P. Rob out, uh, Traquan Smith out, Jared Cook out. So unfortunately, yeah. Cook's going to be out. We figured yeah. we figured Smith and P. Rob were going to be out. Uh, Zach Allen being out for the Cardinals is interesting now because in that he's their starting left DN. Now that means Jonathan Bullard and Clinton McDonald will see some time there uh, for the Cardinals. So that's a little bit of an advantage for the Saints there. But yeah, sounds like everything else is going to be questionable and then the game time decision for David Johnson and then of course D. J. Foster being out since he did not participate in practice. So it'll be. Johnson with game-time decision. If he can't go, it'll be Chase Edmonds, Alfred Morris, yeah. and Zach Zenner as the running backs for the Cardinals. So, feeling pretty confident for the Saints there. That ends up being the case even more so than now. Um, so, with all that being said, let's get into the three X-Factors. Um, I'll go ahead and, and, and just start out for real quick because uh, this is a guy we don't talk about too often. But I am counting on him. Uh, to pick up some slack here. Marcus Williams, I think he's going to be an X-factor in coverage. Again, do not underestimate this wide receiver core of the Arizona Cardinals. You have Larry Fitzgerald. You have Christian Kirk. You have Demir Bird. You also um, have Keyshawn Johnson and Andy Isabella, as I mentioned, as explosive rookies. And then Farrell Cooper, they like to run um, as well. A lot of jet sweeps and a lot of wide receiver screens. So Marcus Williams is going to need to pick up some slack there at the safety position with... Eli Apple being a little hampered by that hyperextended knee injury. Um, and so I would love to see uh, uh, Williams make a lot of plays, some pass breakups, uh, at least be there around uh, some of the, the deep passes that Murray is going to be attempting because you know they're coming. Um, and, yeah, I would love to see him get an interception even. Um, but we know Lattimore and Apple can be good. We know Von Bell can get turnovers and be aggressive. It's going to be up to the ball hawk and Marcus Williams to really push the secondary over the edge to where we can fully stop this offense. Uh, Cause I have confidence in the rush defense uh, and we're going to need a little bit more confidence. I think out of Williams to make that secondary stop this uh, impressive wide receiver core. Um, and then four or more red zone trips is my second X factor. This offense should be able to move the ball easily, and running clock would do them a lot of good against this Cardinals team, and that's accomplished via long drives that end up deep in opponent's territory. So even if they end up being field goals, getting four or more red zone trips is going to eat up a lot of clock, so keeping the ball out of that Arizona uh, offense. And then that will, of course, help the Saints get deep into Cardinals territory, uh, have long drives, uh, keep, their, keep their own defense fresh, um, keep the time of possession in their favor and then help them get closer to the end zone to, to score touchdowns and, you know, of course increase their lead. And even if it ends up in field goals, I think it's going to be important to get four or more because I feel like we can score some, some, um, 30 plus yard touchdowns in this game against, you know, a secondary who, who tends to, you know, give up some, some plays like that. Um, and then, uh, this is obvious, my, my third X factor, but it's really important Keep the number of sacks given up below two. I have confidence in this team. They only gave up one sack last week against Chicago, one of the better you know, pass rush teams in the league. Uh, but this Cardinals team is red hot. Eight sacks last week. Of course, they're fourth in the league with 22 uh, on the season. So the Saints really need to be careful. I have confidence in them, but you got to keep that sack number below two to win this game. Uh, so yeah. those are my three X factors. Tyler,
1: pass it off to you. Go ahead. Thanks, man. Um, first one for me. Uh, Jr. and other snaps for wide receivers involved. Uh, I mentioned it earlier. Michael Thomas, obviously is the number one. He gets so many snaps a game. So many targets get thrown his way. And sure right now he's on pace to not only shatter NFL records, but Saints records that he's already broken before, but uh, you can only do so much with one guy when teams eventually find ways to take away your best weapons. You have to improvise. And if the Saints play the Patriots in the Super Bowl, that's what Bill Belichick's going to do. So find ways to get other people involved, especially against a trash team like the Cardinals. Ted Gidd Jr., I'm looking at you. Second one for me, protect the quarterback. Uh, we've said it enough already. You mentioned it. I mentioned it. Keep Drew or, or Tutty. Uh, whoever's at quarterback should be healthy and hopefully won't be getting sacked this game. Let's hope. And a couple more for me. Uh, just to piggyback off of you, Red zone efficiency, I forget the exact stat, but uh, it was. It had to do with trade talks with the Saints and the Bengals because of all the A.J. Green, Tyler Eifert stuff. And it just had to uh, – I'm rambling, but uh, it, it had to go along with how inefficient the Bengals' offense is this year. But I believe it said that the Saints were, like, I think 15% better. I think the Bengals were at, like, 35% red zone efficiency, but the Saints were at half, at 50%. Where wow. I, uh So – just be more efficient every drive, hopefully, unless you're really shooting yourself in the foot. If, you, if you're if you playing a really good team where they're just really beating you on all fronts, that should be the only reason why the Saints aren't scoring touchdowns offensively. So get touchdowns. The last one, feed your running backs. Alvin Kamara is known to literally be unstoppable when healthy. Latavius Murray just had his best game as a Saint last week. Feed your running backs. If Drew Brees looks at all rusty, or needs to shake off the rust, or if Teddy's worried, or if anything doesn't go the way the Saints want it to go, just rely on the run game. It's not that hard. And literally, yeah, just rely on the run game. And yeah, so throw back to you, man. What's your score prediction? I like it. I like week? it um
0: yeah uh also i i i would love to see the saints after he had such a sloppy game on sunday the saints yeah. should look to expose budda baker on the cardinals defense the safety third year guy out of washington i like his game but last week against the giants he was sloppy in coverage and run support so i would love to see the saints look to expose them i'm sure they saw a lot of that on on film but yeah for my score prediction so the saints are ten and a half point favorites and the over-under set at 48.5. Definitely totally different from last week. The Saints were actually three-point underdogs against the Bears in Chicago, and the over-under was like 38. Um, and so now it's 13-point swing. Saints are favored by double digits, and the over-under is nearly 50. I have the Saints winning this game 38-23. to 23. I think they're going to score quite a few touchdowns, get a field goal by Will Lutz, and I think they're going to limit the Cardinals to um, some, you know, Offensive drives that end up in Saints territory but stop after there or we're able to force a turnover. And and either way, I think the Cardinals will get more field goals than touchdowns. Um, And it is going to be a double-digit victory for the Saints. I'm taking the over, um, and I'm taking the spread for the Saints. I think they'll win by by double-digit points for sure, more than 10. So um, what about you, man?
1: There you go. Um, For me, Saints win uh, 31 31-13. Uh, to 13. I, I would love to see one of these games where we've seen it before. Like one time when I saw it in Buffalo where the Saints run all over a team for like hundreds of yards mm-hmm. or Drew Brees obliterates a secondary for hundreds of yards, not just like 100 yards, but like 2, 3, 400. I'd love to see this game at home. Drew Brees returns and light up their secondary for like 350 yards passing or between right. Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray they they reach over 200 250 rushing yards like something insane like that where it's like holy crap like yeah we know the saints are that good thank you nfl for finally realizing but yeah, yeah saints win hopefully by double digits it should be a good game for saints fans yeah. so
0: i like it i like it yeah especially if it's loud there i think that we're gonna have the upper hand and and all aspects of it including special teams so um yeah super excited for this game it is this sunday uh for you guys listening there down in uh new orleans of course uh it is going to be a uh noon kickoff for you guys so you know 10 a.m pacific uh 1 p.m eastern time standard kickoff uh for the team so uh without further ado i passed off to tyler for the outro thank you guys for tuning in to this episode it was a lot of fun uh win lose or draw we'll have an episode out next week reviewing the game as well so look out for that
1: yeah um if the saints don't win this week knock on wood something must have something crazy must have happened and we'll yeah. make sure to cover that too but most likely hopefully the Saints should win um we appreciate you guys as always tuning to our episodes you know we love making Saints content for you guys like it's a passion of mine Dan likes it too and it-, it makes it a lot easier when the Saints are one of the best teams in the NFL so yeah thank you for the Saints for being good this year and a lot of years so yeah you can follow us on twitter as our main uh source of information our social media outlets all that good stuff our podcast page at the wdd podcast dayton brown at dayton underscore brown underscore and myself at raymond tyler m make sure to check out spreaker.com the speaker with an r thrown in there and make sure to check us out on itunes all that good stuff make sure to interact with us we're starting to throw a lot more polls out on Twitter because sometimes the responses are limited. So make sure to interact with us there. And if you guys are listening to this late, uh, hopefully you aren't. But have a happy Halloween because we don't know when our next episode will be up. It will be up hopefully soon. Yes. But yeah, throw back to you, man. Yeah, so.
0: most likely um, we will have a review episode out uh, You know, somewhere Tuesday, Wednesday, and then also a bi-week a uh, little mid-season update episode thrown in cool. there as well. Yeah. Um, and then the following week, we'll be having, you know, the regular preview episode going on. But um, also keep your eyes peeled. If the Saints end up winning this game too, there's a good chance that they will extend their NFC South lead over all the teams by one game because all the other teams have tough matchups. The Falcons are hosting the Seahawks, the 5-2 and two Seahawks. The Buccaneers oh. are on the road against the Titans um and then the uh panthers are on the road against the undefeated 49ers game of
1: the week that should be yeah good. that's
0: gonna be awesome unfortunately uh the uh monday night game is gonna be the zero six dolphins at the two and four Steelers. uh but Jeez. other than that all there's a lot of other really really good games uh going on this week uh including the the saints and cardinals which should be most likely a high scoring fest whether the saints blow them out or it's a, a tightly contested battle like the um, Cardinals have been used to recently. So, again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Be sure to follow us everywhere and rate and subscribe us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and Spreaker. And we will talk to you guys very soon. And as always, who dat?
1: Who dat?